Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we got Freddy. Always giving it spoopy. Always and forever. We are group. Oh, that's also known as Night Night. My apologies. We are a group <laughs> of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question: Why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that one extra horror related content, head over to Patreon.com/slash Nightlight Pod. That's night with a what? Okay. Now. Ending things with our Ghoulish Night Selects Month with an absolute banger. Hell yeah. This month was fucking insane. Fucking insane. Out of this world. Out of this world, some would say. Now, we could not do this alone. We definitely could not do this alone. Instead, we had to bring from Cat, from Hear Us Scream. Hello. Oh. Woo. <laughs> welcome, Woo. welcome, Thanks welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so happy to have you by thank the way you. thank you so much for doing this <laughs> this has been a long time coming i also yeah. think as well definitely yeah. a long time coming because I, I know we've had talks about getting you on the show and stuff like that before so very it's happy we we're able to finally do it finally <laughs> finally <laughs> but the film that was chosen was brought to us by not just our knights, our ghoulish knights, excuse me, over on the torch tier and our lantern tier. No, 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 no. By all means, this was an effort by all of our ghoulish knights. This is every single tier. And this is how it is for all the ghoulish knights. Anytime you are voting for a film, every single ghoulish knight can go ahead and give a shot for it. So with that being said, I'm going to switch things up a little bit for this particular episode. I'm actually going to give a shout out to every single last one of you. Shouts out to James, Kate, Isaac, Kayla, Philip, Zachary, Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Dylan, Eric, Kelly, Daniel, Cheyenne, David, also known as Knightley, Carrie, Stu, Anna, Drew, Scary Stuff Podcast, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Sandy, Jared, Chantal, it's <gasps> a lot, Rio, Jesse, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Kaylee, Rob, Eric, Freddie, and last but certainly not least, my grandma, shouts out to her, Yvonne, <laughs> thank Aww. you all so, so, so much for voting and just having a great time with us. Also, if you're inside the Discord, shouts out to all of you as well for being inside the Discord as well and hanging out with us in there too. So, by all means, if you're not in the Discord though, it's you, popping right now. <laughs> it really it's going is. Off. It really is. I missed two days. I'm like, oh my god, a hundred messages. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's pretty fucking nuts right now. It is pretty nuts. Uh, but shouts out to our community manager Allison. She's been doing a kick-ass job over there. So fantastic work to her. So shouts out now. The film that was selected by Ghoulish Nights was between Freddy versus Jason versus Alien versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> the film that we will be discussing tonight, everybody, is Alien versus Predator. First and foremost, thoughts. And thoughts go out to our guest first. So, Kat, <laughs> please provide us. Um, I am always a Oh, like, I love verse movies. Like, <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason's great. AVP's great. I think just bringing the two cinematic universes together in, like, a really cool crossover is always a good time. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What about you, Freddy? I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, all right. It's no surprise for a lot of people to know I obviously love Alien. I love Prometheus. I love movies that has to do with evil corporations. So uh, for me, revisiting this movie gave me such a big smile on my face where the first thing that really kind of pops up is a satellite by Wayland Corporations, and I'm like a big lover of Wayland. Well, I mean, no, they're terrible people. I was going to say, hold your tongue there. It's one of those like great companies in a movie that creates this great um, like It's like Skynet. Yeah, like Skynet, whatever. Like, it creates the world around this, and I feel like they do such a great job in the Alien franchise, and maybe you guys can tell I'm a little bit more on the Alien side of things. Uh, although I do love Prey. Prey is one of my favorite movies that came out that year. Um, Prey's fantastic. Prey's mm. phenomenal. But I love world building. And I always remember back to the, like, and I mean, Kat talked to us about Prometheus several times. And <laughs> I love the world building and what they did with the website. They can show all the different worlds they terraformed. And you can see all the big the influence they had with discovering alien life forms. And you can even apply to be a Wayland Corporation employee. And I did. I didn't get my sentence letter, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> still waiting. I got it. How long ago um, did you do that? Uh, th- this was during the promotional period of Prometheus. For Prometheus. Yeah. I was going to say, wait, well, uh, um, you're still waiting? But, you know, I love like the TED video that they did, the Happy Birthday David video. Uh, they birthday, do a really David. great job at building worlds. And seeing both franchises are so big and so iconic from the 80s uh, come together and really fight each other, it's a cool thing to see. Will I say it's a great movie? It's okay. It's not, like, magically done, but it's not bad, too. But the thing about this movie, it's so damn fun. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. It's something to see that's very quick, very fast-paced. They go really fast in this movie. I'm also surprised that there is, like, a large body count, too, and they don't, like, build up to it. It just starts happening, and you're like, oh, people are just dying. All right, (laughs) cool. And then it just goes, and then it's like, it's a maze. It's a labyrinth. We have to go through this place, and it just ends. And you're like, what the hell did I just watch? But there's some iconic moments in this movie, too, where I have to say, like, it's cool, and I love the lines that they sometimes have. And it's a little corny and fine, but it's like, Oh, I never had to use a gun when I go on expeditions. Like, it's like a condom. I'd rather have it not need it than need it not have it. I'm like, what the uh, fuck? Sure, I love it, it though. Way. Yeah. <laughs> you said I hate that. I, hate that I loved it. I loved it. It's so good. It's, oh, my God. It's that was my like, type man. of humor. It's like, oh, that's weird, but okay. Um, but yeah, no, there's, it's, um, it's such a lovable movie. Uh, it's hard to hate on this movie, even if it's not like well made technically. Oh yeah, um, you could still tell there is so much passion. Put into yeah, this film. and it's not like all the characters are so like well developed as well, but it's developed enough uh, for us. Like, yeah, hey, we, I we have kids. That. Oh, I feel for you. <laughs> we just want to hey. see alien and predator fight. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah fair. about all that. Come on, it's same um, same issue with Godzilla, right? We true. Don't shit about the characters, just but they make them likable <laughs> enough. That's the thing, though. They like they spend very little time with these characters. It was like, oh, you're an okay character. I would feel bad if you died. You died. I don't care too much, but I feel a little bit bad. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really care, but I mean, uh, that might just be my lack of investment. Um, the only fair. person I cared about was obviously the main person. Right. Yeah. Like they shout out her. She's a great protagonist in this movie. She's, she is great. She's, great. she's one just like I told you so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she had a lot of I told shit. you so moments. Like, <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be aliens, but I told you so regardless. <laughs> I knew it was going to be some shit, but I know honestly, aliens. <laughs> I love this movie. It's fun. It's it's goofy. 
Uh, I wouldn't say it's scary, but it's no. very action packed. No. Which is yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, I, I think this movie's fine overall. Fine. I have fun. With, oh, yeah. Just fine. <laughs> just fine. Just fine. Okay. I personally, I, I, I probably would have had a lot more fun with Freddy versus Jason, um, me personally, but um, that's fine. That's totally fine. This, this is this is the Ghoulish Nights. They selected it. I'm going with it. So <laughs> I, I haven't seen this movie in years. And, you know, watching it now with the, the horror knowledge that I have now versus when I watched it back in uh, 2004, um, I saw a lot of things that definitely I didn't notice prior, right? So one of the things mainly being the fact that uh, obviously Waylon um, and then yeah. we have for aliens aliens with the s plural <laughs> um with that film we had bishop and then i was like looking at him for a little bit i was like is that is that the android is that him but no it's not him it is yeah. modeled after him so technically his name is bishop in the movie as well but it's they obviously go by wayland his last name but his middle name is bishop so he was the one modeled after the android so i was i was kind of losing my mind i had to finally just look up look it up because I was, I was driving myself crazy if that was the android or not because <laughs> he didn't have blood when he died and then i looked it up again and i was like oh this is rated pg-13 that makes sense right yeah <laughs> so, i thought he was an android I was like, did a good job up. with what they had for pg-13 oh bad. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know they made an unrated version of this right um so unrated version has about seven extra minutes of content yeah the extended um, cut. there is a uh a as well, it opens in 1904, and with the 1904 opening, it opens with them pretty much getting killed by the predators. Oh, I wish I got that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it was obviously a little bit more blood. All of the blood though was CG, bit lame, but it makes sense to have a PG-13 go to an unrated. So I guess that makes sense, but yeah, still, yeah, it is what. Damn. It is. Overall, though, I do think this movie is a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I will admit, this movie is a lot of fun. I, will I watch this again? Absolutely. Like, this movie is fun. Tonight? It, no. Oh. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I would absolutely watch this again. Like, this was so much fun. Um, I don't know if when I would watch this again. Tomorrow. But, like, with, like, a group of people, maybe. I'm just going to ignore you. <laughs> with a group of people, I, may, I might put this back on. Um, but overall, like, I do think this movie is fun. I, I don't think this movie is good, um, but I do think it's fun. I do think it's fun. That's so what matters. I'll take that, <laughs> take that for what it is, <laughs> but that's how I feel about it. <laughs> um, I have not seen Alien vs. Predator Requiem. I have not seen that. Um, I, I feel like I need to now because I hear it's darker, um, but I, I watched friend I of the show, James uh, Janice, um Kill Count for it and I was like okay I'll check that out just to like see if I get fresh enough because I thought I saw it I knew nothing I was like oh, I was like wait a, a, a predator half alien what the fuck oh hold, I have seen this <laughs> yeah. okay yeah <laughs> I don't remember I feel it. like I would have remembered that <laughs> I've seen it but I don't remember Oh, yeah, I don't know if that's okay. a good thing. Well, it, it was based in a small town. It wasn't in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, based in a small town in like Colorado or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it opens with the every every predator in the ship getting fucked up because it, it comes out at the end. But yeah, um, it's really dark. It, like 
not like dark in tone. Like the movie is literally dark. Like you can't see anything. <laughs> the movie's very dark. So I, I thought that was an interesting choice, but hey, whatever. It is what it is. Anyway, y'all ready to jump into this? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Alien versus Predator, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Shout out to him, I guess. Release August 12, 2004. Runtime of one hour and 40 minutes with a budget approximately of $70 million. Wow. Fuck. Whoa. Oh, my God. I mean, all I guess all you have to do is just make Resident Evil, and then there you go. Any budget you, you want. You can do what you want. Box, <laughs> box office of $177.4 million with a rating of 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my heart. I mean... Mm. Nope. Valid. Nope. We'll just I, valid. I, stop without my heart. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. I think it's a valid score. That doesn't necessarily play on the fact that this movie's not a blast. Okay. You know fine. what I'm saying? This you movie want me is a blast. Again. This movie's fun. And I think every single person watch who watches this film cannot say they did not have fun watching it. Mm. Even if it's you bagging on it or if it's you <laughs> just enjoying the set pieces, whatever. Like, it's a fun movie. It's fun. It is fun. Did you just say bagging on, bagging on it? Yeah. That's a, that's Australian. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, when You're you bag welcome. something out. <laughs> yeah, see? Told you I'm uh. Australian, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> we open directly to the 2000s fuck sci-fi title card fade into Wayland Corp satellite PS12 Orbiting low Earth, a lens shutters and takes pictures down on the Earth in Silverleaf, Nebraska, out of all places, at the satellite station, they are tracking heat signatures. I feel like people outside of the U.S., and please correct me if I'm wrong, Kat, um, <laughs> when you picture the United States, obviously you have the internet now, so like, you could just see it, <laughs> but before all of that, what was your concept of the U.S.? Um, just that it was really big and I didn't understand okay. how my country fits into your country and I have like seven states and you have over 50. And I was like, how does yeah. that work? Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> Every like, state the assumes size? that they're their own country here. <laughs> yeah, it's really a division of states. <laughs> United the United States more like divided states. Am I right? Anyway, hey, oh. <laughs> we're not a political podcast. <laughs> Alarm starts sounding off and flashing on the monitors for the unidentified heat signatures. One of the scientists calls over his supervisor to take a look at it. She wants to know where the satellite is. He answers that it is above Sector 14. She rolls her eyes that there isn't anything there. He one-lines that there is now. Quick cut to our adventure-driven protagonist, Alexa. <laughs> this was a great way to introduce our first character here, though. This was nice. Yeah. I was like, wow, she's adventurous. She's smart. She's cunning. Yeah. You know, she got that phone call with the scariest ringtone ever. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Why would you have that while climbing a mountain? It's what? so alarming. Literally, it's like an alarm. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Anyway, she's she's in Nepal climbing ice mountains. What is As one does. <laughs> and I want to know her cellular connection because, damn, you get that connection out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's pretty good. No, it's funny as fuck because I was thinking about it. I was like, at that time, no satellite phone allowed Bluetooth. No fucking way. No way. <laughs> her cell phone rings the most piercing ring ever, startling her and causing her to slip, but catching herself. She The movie would have been over right there. She answers her phone through her Bluetooth in her ear. A man named Maxwell Stafford introduces himself as a, rep, a representative of Whalen Industries. She continues climbing, guessing that they are suing them again. He explains Mr. Whalen is willing to fund the foundation she's associated with for a full year if she meets with him. She asks when. He responds tomorrow. She thinks that'll be a problem as she makes it to the top, knowing that it'll take a week to get there. Um... And pretty much is like her on the other side of the world. So her trying to get back, whatever. Um, but lo and behold, fucking weirdo Maxwell is just waiting at the top <laughs> with his helicopter. Hell yeah. That was such a boss ass move. Though, <laughs> yeah, that's a Whalen move. Like, it's like, okay, you could take me out to dinner, dude. That's fine. Yeah. You know that's what I'm fun. saying? Like, oh, man. Like, they got money, money. <laughs> um, this is like, a, it's funny because it reminded me of like, Samuel L. Jackson's like the Avengers, like you got the call, join the team, <laughs> and they fair. all do that. They all go to these different locations. It's like literally the first Avengers movie where like Scarlett Johansson goes get the, gets the Hulk, and the other person gets this person. It's like we were getting our team together. Yeah, I'm like this movie's amazing. This movie's a very team driven movie. That's for sure. Yes, it, is. <laughs> it did not work without a team. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in Mexico, which. For a second there, you almost thought you were probably watching The Exorcist. A group of people run <laughs> over to some archaeologists, Sebastian and Thomas, who are digging into a hole. Sebastian crawls into the now open cavern, filling his hand on the rubble and grabbing something out of it. Thomas asks him if, uh, what he found. He removes all, some of the dirt to reveal that it's just a Pepsi Cola cap. I would have been Got him. so upset. <laughs> I love how everyone was running towards him, too. Like, it's a great deal. <laughs> like, like, it's a it. Pepsi cap. We found it. What As a historian, I would have a been A Coca-Cola cap? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I I was very curious what they were searching for. Yeah, they said it was uh, the tomb of someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might have missed that then. Yeah, yeah I, I missed that. Captions in here. <laughs> yeah, I missed that because I, I didn't hear him say much. I, I, I think I heard him say maybe a grave site. Yeah, it's like okay. the tomb or grave of someone. Oh, okay. oh. Uh, Thomas, the burial chamber is here. I know it, but they never say anything else about it. Okay. So they need a new crew, a new permit and stuff, and it'll take them two days. Got it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, they scrap all that. They are both walking <laughs> back to their HQ. Sebastian, knowing that the, 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 oh, yeah, I even put here the burial site um, <laughs> is around there somewhere and that they'll find it. Thomas knows that they will too, but they are out of budget. Sebastian instructs him to hold the team two days and he'll go to Mexico City and he'll uh, speak to the bank. I'll get the money. Uh, he has inside his tent. Maxwell is sitting um, on his desk, claiming that he'll be able to accomplish that for him. Sebastian snatches the papers out of his hands, wanting to know who he is. I mean, fair. Mm. Maxwell is so weird. <laughs> Why is he weird? Like, he's, he's an interesting How did he person. get there so fast? I, I, you know, I don't know. He's Nepal got helicopter money. pretty far away. Yeah. <laughs> Helicopters moved fast in the 90s Or is this early 2000s? 2004 early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> I was 14 2004 Four. Four, okay. four, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a 19 years old movie yeah. yeah, this movie's old Yeah, Still holds up beautifully 
<laughs> Whatever you say, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. It's like a Martha Scorsese film. Wow. <laughs> wow. The fact that you just compared Paul W.S. Anderson to Martin Scorsese. You're right. He's more like Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kat. <laughs> Maxwell and hands him an envelope with the Whalen logo on it, requesting some of his time. Cut to Alexa and a man named Graham. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Graham Miller. I don't know. Flying into Antarctica. It's a G R J G R A E M E. Graham. Yeah, Graham. 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 Yeah. Oh, I thought that. Thank Mr. You. Miller. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, it, it helps to have someone from Australia, even though he was Scottish, I think, right? <laughs> I think there's, that's like the English, like Irish, Scottish spelling of it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. Uh, he was born in Edinburgh, Scotland, and uh, worked with many of the most respectable directors in world cinema, including Danny Boyle, Mike Lee, Red, uh, Ridley Scott, and Joan Hubong. Wait, that's in real life, though. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait. Oh, what about, about Green? Yeah, I was talking about the characters. Well, he's probably Scottish. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, hold on. You know, I just got this, uh, you know, Amazon Prime X-ray thing. <laughs> <laughs> the fun facts. Uh, just kind of take me off guard there. I was like, I was like, well, damn, what? <laughs> character development on these people. He's taking pictures, apologizing for uh, waking her up with a with the flash. She claims that to be okay. He shares he's documenting the trip for his son um, or sons, uh, plural, showing her a photo of them, then asking her to take his picture. She does so, catching him looking away. And I love how she's just like, yep, okay, that's whatever, good. that's it. You got the picture, man. All right, we're done. He introduces himself along with his occupation of being a chemical engineer. She bullshit. She introduces him herself, um, sharing that she's an environmental technician and a guide who wonders if she works for Wayland. She shakes her head, sharing who she actually works for. I didn't. I didn't even catch it. <laughs> the pilot tells tells him to buckle up due to uh, due to turbulence. Miller wonders if she knows the pilot. She does, but it isn't. It is her friend of her dad's, which we find out later of her dad, uh, which I thought was a very. Sad but sweet story. <laughs> True. Yeah. It was sweet when Waylon chimed in. It was yeah. just like, oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Oh. Makes me miss my daughter. Explaining Aww. um that he trains <laughs> I don't. I just saw her 20 minutes ago. She's fine. <laughs> Explaining that he trains most of the pilots there. The pilot shouts out that they passed the PSR. Miller's bummed that he didn't get a picture of it. Um, Alexa, who I'm going to just refer to as Lex because everyone else does, um, is confused, sharing that this is an abbreviation for point of safe return, mm. meaning that they used up half their fuel so they can't turn back. He's nervous. Wondering How did they, if they get could back, land. though? I, they, they refuel on the they ship. Did, they did refuel on the ship. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we did okay. mention that. All right. so, I just yeah. wanted to go home and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. No, that's fair. Because it, 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 it kind of popped in my head again right now. It's like, how did they get back? But I remember they were refueling the ship for her because she was about to bail. Okay. So okay. Yeah. yeah. She's gonna dip out. Just needed she's to, gonna be like, okay, I'm done. I needed to bounce that around because when when they said that, I was like, uh, how are they getting back? <laughs> You're stuck in Antarctica, <laughs> living off penguin juice. Uh, <laughs> she agrees that they can ditch that they can uh, ditch, but the temperature of the water would kill them in three minutes, and she's all happy go lucky. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, whoa, death is fun. <laughs> <laughs> they make it to the ship. Maxwell speaking to a group of them. He introduces Waylon. They all turn around as he walks on the platform above. Why didn't he come down the stairs? Because that oh. that's quite the entrance for Wayland. He was yeah. making a promise. Everyone had to turn around and look at him. That's what I'm saying. Everybody yeah, had like, to turn around and look at this guy. And it was just like, come downstairs. Like, I get it. You're rich. But like, <laughs> come downstairs. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Be rude. Jesus. Anyway, uh, he watches over them sharing that seven days ago, one of the satellites discovered a sudden heat signature under the earth. On the wall of the ship, he has a projector showing what it outlined, explaining that the red lines indicate uh, solid walls um, and, excuse me, explaining that the red lines indicate solid walls through uh, thermal mapping, they created a 3D image of the structure, continuing that it's massive, containing hundreds of rooms all built around a central core. Sebastian looks at the model on his computer, twirling the image of the massive heat signature. Wayland continues that his experts claim that it is a pyramid, but what they can't agree on is who built it and when. But it shares features from either Aztecs or Cambodian. But they agree on the smooth side uh, being Egyptian. Sebastian speaks up that he thinks his experts are correct. Wayland doesn't understand which ones. He claims that they all are. Lex asks for the meaning behind that. Sebastian excitedly goes up to the projection, educating that the pyramid shares characteristics of all three cultures, believing that it might be the first pyramid ever built by the first civilization. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, were kind I'm right. going to interject here. <laughs> not the first civilization. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely. Also very offensive that the Aztecs were technically just white people. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a choice, Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> Bold of okay. them to assume. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, fun fact, the actor that um, we do see in that flashback, um, she was the main model for Laura Croft. In huh. most of the Tomb Raider commercials back in the in the nineties. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Huh. That was also a nice little fun little nod there, but yeah. But she's not Aztec, so I'm just gonna oh, you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna still write that one off. <laughs> <laughs> Waylon thinks him and paces as Miller uh, wonders how a pyramid was built out there. Thomas uh, explains that the ancient maps show that Antarctica was a, uh, at one point free of ice and was once inhabited. Which is technically true. That, that There is science that technically backs that up. That it was a lot warmer in Antarctica. And now it's not. <laughs> uh, Miller knows that he can't tell uh, who built, but he could gather a sample to determine its age. Waylon is... He was useless. <laughs> Fucking useless. Like, I, I'm just going to put that out right now. <laughs> Miller brought nothing to the team. <laughs> like, it's just... Like, you... you Come on. Like, you. why did you even say that? Like, I can't tell you who built it, but I can tell you how old it is. Like, like we could just guess whoever built it, how probably old it is. But it's just, come on. <laughs> Fucking useless. That's all I'm just going to say. <laughs> I did not like his character at all. But I do like the way he dies. Waylon is willing to have that done. Thomas wants to know what caused the heat bloom, but he doesn't know. Lex wants to know where on where on the ice it's located. 
He, sh- he shares a location explaining that it isn't on the ice, but 2,000 feet below it. Maxwell calls Rustin Quinn, who shares that he has the best drilling team in the world, knowing that they can reach the depths uh, in seven days. Wow. Uh, Lex add, adds three weeks on top of that to train everyone there. Wayland expresses that they don't have that kind of time and that it's not he's not the only one with a satellite over Antarctica, and they'll be there soon. She looks back at him, making herself clear about nobody getting ready for this trip, explaining that Bovatoya, I believe is how you pronounce it, is one of the most isolated places in the world, there being no help if they run into trouble. I thought that was hilarious that this is the most isolated place in the world, yet there was a whaling station there. <laughs> like, did you just forget about that until you guys got there? Oops. It's like, I forgot people were here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, those and guys. She... <laughs> and there was an ancient civilization before that. Oh, wow. So people were here multiple times. Perfect. <laughs> I just thought that was very, very funny. But hey, whatever. Uh, and I, I love how later she just very easily like shares the legend of these people disappearing. Exposition, baby. <laughs> he scales down the stairs, ex- agreeing that she's right. But all of this is worth the risk. She's annoyed, sighing for him to find another guide as she walks away. The ship continues crushing uh, through the ice. Alexis packing up. Maxwell meets her in the cabin, sharing that the money is was wired and the helicopter is refueling to go back to take her back home. I was very curious where home was for her. <laughs> where does she live? You know, did you just live there? I mean, she is a guide professionally, so I assume so, but who knows? He's about to walk out. She asks who he got, uh, who, or she asks, who did he get? He answers Gerald Murdoch before walking away. She goes to see Waylon entering his chambers without knocking. She frustrated explains that Jerry um, has two seasons of ice time and he's not ready. He tells her not to worry about it. Like, for real, you're not even on the strip anymore. Like, why do you care? But she just doesn't want people to die. Right. She's just she cares a about very well being. She's a good person. Yeah. That's she cares. She's a good person. Does she save anyone? Oh. <laughs> no. Ouch. Her, herself. <laughs> she, <laughs> she saves herself. Her, her she, new predator friend. She didn't save him. He died. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Future spoilers, I guess. But yeah, she didn't save him. <laughs> Her one job. Yeah. <laughs> that was like oddly. All right. Quick question for everybody. You know, I'll save that question for later. I'll save <laughs> it for later. She named she name drops two other people that that they could call. Maxwell chimes in that they gave them the same bullshit answer that she did. She's offended, uh, arguing that it um that if he rushes this this people will get hurt or die. Wayland signs a document while speaking. He doesn't understand her objection, reminding her that they need her to take them from the ship to the pyramid and then back to the ship. Sounds easy enough, sure. <laughs> Except the fact that it's two thousand fucking feet in the ground. It's just not some cakewalk, dude. Like what? Two thousand feet's a lot. Yeah. I have a I have a question. What's a cakewalk? Ah, oh, fair, fair, fair question. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's like an easy thing to do. Okay. Yes, that's All that's right. the meaning. But I have no idea where it came from. Um. It's kind of like the terminology walk in the park. Have you heard of that one? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's like that. <laughs> like a walk in the park. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, um, that's a... Wow. See? Different cultures <laughs> mashing together. I, I like this. I like this. We're sharing. We're, yeah, we're sharing. We're solving world hunger right now. 
she questions cakewalk, man. She questions about um when they're inside. He claims that they have nothing to worry about because uh they have the best of the best. She sh- except for Miller. She shares that when she leads her team, she never leaves her team. Mm. Poetry. Huh. He uh what is it? If you are wondering what a cakewalk originated from, apparently it's from a carnival game of the same name, referring to the fact that the winner could obtain their prize by doing no more than walking around in a circle. Yeah, that sounds easy. Yeah. So, yeah, so walk, let's walk in the park. All right. <laughs> I thought it was like you easy. got a cake and then you had to like parade it and like show people that- your cake. I'll tell you this. Every time I get a cake, I parade it. So yeah, same. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's fair, Freddie. Yeah, I, I, I like it. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, probably someone who's allergic. Someone like me. I'm like taller. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was gonna say, aren't you like? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, don't stop me though. <laughs> no. Oh, John B with Freddie on his birthday. He admires her passion, wishing that they are the. the Easy bake coven. I know. I'm sorry. I'm wearing an easy bake coven shirt, so it's just lactose intolerant people don't look at me. Uh, <laughs> wishing that they um, that she was going with them, but she knows that they are making a mistake. Lex is looking out, out at the night sky as Miller and Sebastian come up next to her. Miller explaining how the aurora borealis is possible. She shares that um, she shares that Shackleton called Antarctica the last great journey left to man. And- it being the one place left on Earth that nobody owns. True. It's free land, I guess, but why would you want to own it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Fuck that. It's cold. I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. But for her, she's partial to the penguins, so she owns it. He wishes that she was still coming with them. She shares her advice about staying on the boat. Sebastian asks if they stand a better chance of surviving with her or the second choice. Before she could answer, Adele, I think that was her name, Adele Rousseau, I think. I called her Adele, so... Hello, uh, comes out to share um, <laughs> shares that uh, her helicopter is refueled and they're waiting for her. Mm. Meanwhile, in space is an incoming sh- uh, ship toward Earth. In the lower cabin of the ship, we got a motherfucking predator. I love this. This introduction to the predator is just it's the really cool. same way as every single predator movie. Same right. thing in Prey. Same thing in Predator. And it's great. It's it never ceases to amaze me when they do things like this for me. I just, I love it. I love it. But we got our three predator masks. We don't have our predators there yet. We just got our masks just around this map, um, which is kind of cool. A beam of light explodes into the atmosphere. It just shoots at Earth. (laughs) Fuck it. And nobody sees it. No one sees this. Beam of light crushing through Earth. <laughs> Back with the crew, Lex gathers everyone's attention. Miller claims that he knows he knew she would she would come around um, due to his irresistible animal magnetism. What the, the fuck? Yeah. First of all, like, aren't you married? Like, like, right. <laughs> like don't you have children? Like, Gross. okay. <laughs> yeah. it's just words too. It's all of it. All of it. Yeah, the animal magnetism part was interesting to say the least. I didn't get it, but I was like immediately. 
It's like <laughs> that's that scientist Riz right there. Is it though? No, it's not. <laughs> that was like zero Riz. <laughs> a crew person named Mark uh, sarcastically tells him to laugh it up. She tells, uh, shout out to Mark. That's that dude from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Hell yeah, he's yeah, cool. he's dope. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he had a tough scene. Or tough in this or interaction with an alien. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His was scary. Rough. Yeah, but, yeah. She tells them that her job is to keep them alive on this expedition, but she will need their help to do that. Laying out three rules. Number one, no one goes anywhere alone, ever. All right, basic horror movie rule. Got it. Makes Good. sense. Number two, everyone must maintain constant communication, which I feel like everyone broke. Number three, <laughs> unexpected things are going to happen, and when they do, no one tries to be a hero. Literally, <laughs> she tried to be a hero. <laughs> And see what happens. <laughs> she broke her own fucking rule, dude. Like if 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 this was real, rule number three, she probably would just dipped. You know, like I'm fucking out. See you later. See Good ya. luck. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> just go back where you came to get out. I'm out of here. She makes sure that everyone understands, double checking with Mark to make sure that he also understands. He calls out that he does. Adele is loading up her gun. Lex comes up to, comes up to her, calling out that uh, seven seasons of on ice, she's never seen seen a uh, um, a gun save someone's life there before. Adele claims that she doesn't plan on using it. Lex wanting to know why have have one then. Adele claims that it's the same principle as a condom: rather have one and and not need need it than need it and not have one. She prepared. Great line. She's prepared. Mm. She is prepared. It's a line, y'all. Uh, Lex <laughs> smiles at that as Adele is happy <laughs> that she decided to stay. Drillin has officially gone underway. Lex is in uh, in a vehicle with Sebastian as he twirls um, and puts the bottle cap on his um, in his mouth. Did he Ew. wash it? I hope probably so. not. Ugh. Probably not. No, like I feel like an, an arch- or archaeologists they just eat dirt. No offense. Any <laughs> archaeologists out there? <laughs> I don't. I don't truly think that. But I'm just I can like, ask. I have friends with archaeology degrees. I'll ask them if they eat dirt. I got this. if they've ever eaten dirt before. <laughs> just if they're inside, they're like, know. I just want to. You know, you just like I'm with curious. a salt lamp. You just. Yeah, yeah, just like, just like I wonder. Like, <laughs> they're like hella surprised. Like, how do you know? <laughs> That's amongst our community. How do you know? <laughs> uh, I can't confirm. Geologists do not lick rocks. So there you go. <laughs> my <laughs> my brother in law's a geologist. I was only he likes rocks. He licks rocks. He licks rocks. <laughs> he likes rocks. <laughs> Science. <laughs> She wonders about it. She chuckles that it is a valuable archaeological find, which causes her to chuckle. While they uh, continue driving, he shares that they called a large moon in in Italy when he was a child, La Luna del... uh, Uh, Cacciatore. That one. Cacciatore. (laughs) Cacciatore. She repeats it, asking what it means. He answers that it it is Hunter's Moon, (gasps) and somehow that was funny to them. Um, so <laughs> because it's uh, I don't know, foreshadowing, and they know it too because they are in the movie, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. They're like, That's part of the script, yeah. That's good, that's good. Oh, you're still filming now, <laughs> <laughs> keeping it in. Quinn tells, <laughs> Quinn tells them to all hold the line, yelling for them to uh, keep their engines running. 
They all stand at the edge of a cliff, Lex shooting a flare out to reveal that it is an abandoned whaling station. And according to Whalen Satellite, the pyramid is located directly beneath it. They head down into the, into the station, Maxwell directing that they will use that spot for base camp. Calling out to Quinn to begin drilling operations as soon as he can. Cut to Maxwell, Miller, and someone else. I don't know who it was. Uh, they light up a red, a red flare so they can uh, see where they are headed. Excuse me. Miller stops to uh, look at something. They continue walking. Miller lights his flare, startled by the ignition. Once again, why are you here? You can't even ignite a flare. <laughs> why are you here? I, I hate to that. make the death meanwhile. Modifying, we know. We know. I know. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. Meanwhile, Sebastian and Lex are walking around the station. <clears throat> he asks what uh, what the bones are. You're you're an archaeologist. You you can't tell that they're well bones. Like what the fuck, dude? And she Jesus also said it's a whaling Christ. station. What? <laughs> she bones? said it was a whaling station, and the fact that he was that surprised that like it was whale bones there was like, what? all right, uh, all right, okay, whatever, man. Like he got sure you're an archaeologist. <laughs> fake ass. Italian Indiana Jones. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Sebastian and Lex are. Oh, excuse me. I already said that part. Uh, he asks what the bones are. She educates them that they are whale bones and that the station was abandoned in 1904, everyone disappearing overnight. It being a big mystery back then. At another edge, she fires off another flare. Cuts back to Miller opening up a door to a room covered in snow. He, he turns on his torch um, and looks around the, the table and tries to pick up a mug, uh, breaking the handle off. And I love how he was surprised. Like, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I've ice. never seen a mug before. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his camera out, taking a picture for Nat Geo. I guess he had ties <laughs> or if he was just trying to be funny. I don't know. It's like, yeah, Nat Geo totally wants a point and shoot camera picture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then he's startled by rattling behind him. He <gasps> turns around, hear the rustling around the room, trying his best to pick up where uh, where it is coming from. Startled by hitting a pot overhead, more rustling from behind. He s- slowly paces his flashlight around the room, but it is then, but he is then startled by Lex standing right in front of him. She reminds him the rule uh, rule number uh, one. Don't go anywhere alone. Come on. You're already done. <laughs> but what about thing. her? Right? Yeah, she was by herself. She was by herself. Who was Sebastian? Hmm. 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 Good she question. just breaks all the rules. Hmm. I guess since she made the rules, she can break them. True. Hmm. Fun fact for everyone. Penguins is my favorite animal. Is that really? Yeah. I love penguins. Um, oh, I did not know that. I have a really great story about two gay penguins at a zoo here in Australia. That's oh, the story. please share. Yeah. Oh, um, that's the I, story? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I have the I story. It. I love it. I have please the story. Please tell me the story. I, um, I, so I, their, name, <laughs> their names are Sven and Magic. And um, <laughs> the they names. are a same-sex penguin couple at a zoo here. Oh, that's so adorable. At, They're at both wearing little tuxedos. <laughs> oh, did it, okay. Did they do a ceremony for them? Like a, like a wedding know. ceremony? Or the- oh, I don't okay. know. God. It'd be lovely if they did. But um, someone I work with has like a pride flag Sven and Magic shirt. Oh, that's so cool. My heart, it's, dude. It's, it's so <laughs> that's amazing. adorable. Cute couple Holy wearing tuxedos. Oh, I love yeah. that. It's great. That is great. 
That yeah. is great. That is amazing. Huh. Well, shouts out to those penguins. <laughs> They're officially my favorite animal now, too. I love penguins. Uh, my favorite I've animal. I've said that several times. Before. I love penguins. Oh, love All penguins. right, we get it. You love penguins. <laughs> my favorite animal is a red, so a red panda. I, I'm Ooh, a big okay. fan I of love, red pandas. Yeah. I got oh. to meet some at a zoo here, and I have photos of me holding one. It's really cool. Shut oh. the fuck up. I will find the photo and send it to you. Yeah. Please yeah. do. Please do, because I'm so jealous right now. I want to. I just um, want to touch one. Well, you I have to come to Australia one. and you have to go to Australia Zoo in Gympie in Queensland. And um, it's a part Queensland. of raising money for conservation efforts for red pandas. Oh, so, yes. I will give yeah. them all my money. It's, that's fine, too. Take like, my it, money. It, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> take my money. Please, give me the panda. Take my one money. <laughs> I, I, I cannot take care of one, but like, <laughs> I will but definitely go visit one. I want one. Yes. Oh, that's so yes. awesome. That is awesome. That is that's awesome. Really cool. But yeah. I, I mentioned this to you uh, on Twitter as well, but I, I lived in Australia for about three yeah. months. That's and so it's, cool. uh, I do miss it. I do it's, miss it like, quite come. a bit, actually. Um, with your exchange I, rate, you guys would be living it up here. Oh, fuck. Tell wow. me about yeah. it. When I was there, <laughs> uh, when I was 16, all the shit I bought, I was like, oh, <laughs> how much does $100 give me? Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> also, um, I messaged my best mate, who is a geologist, and I said, as a geologist, have you ever licked rocks? And he he said, uh, it used to be in my Tinder profile that he his like description was licking rocks and making maps. All right. He said, but it's so been a while lick since, rocks. He, <laughs> since he licked a rock. Okay. Uh, why go. did he lick the rock? I'm very um, <laughs> He's he's a weirdo. Uh, so. Okay, all right, that's fair. Okay, yeah. that tracks. No, just, yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. You know he's gonna be weird. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, she <laughs> <laughs> she shushes her. Um, she shushes her that she there there's a, something there as a penguin comes um, waddling out. It was yes, cute. It I was, was so happy. <laughs> Sebastian finds a hole into the ground already drilled, and it's like. Perfect. It's like the fucking uh, worm, wormy in uh, SpongeBob, like that big ass worm in SpongeBob mm. that was like eating everything. Oh, it's like this is a great scene. This is a great uh, set piece right here. It, this is awesome. This is amazing. This looks great. This looks great. It. I don't know. This is where the budget went <laughs> for real. Like this. This looks great. Um, although. I really wanted to see someone just like, you know, I mean, you kind of do, <laughs> kind of do, kind of do. He calls them all over. Quinn throws a flare inside and telling them that, uh, that it is drilled at the perfect 30 degree angle. Wow. Mm. Lexington wants to know how far it goes down. Uh, Waylon shares that it goes all the way to the pyramid, showing on his computer where it is. He then shows that around the same time yesterday, there was no hole there. Miller wants to know um, how that was done. Quinn answering that it is uh, thermal. Excuse me, it is thermal equipment of some kind. 
Waylon, thinking that somebody already beat them to the spot, he wonders if it uh, if it is like his. He looks he looks behind him, shining a light on the perfectly chopped building, commenting that it is more advanced and powerful. Knowing that there's no team or machine in the world that can cut to this depth in 24 hours, Waylon is ready to fucking go, so they can know for sure who was down there. But they are all being watched by the predators on on its holographic map. And we get three predators, right? Pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. They all have names. I thought that was cute. They have names. Um, they have names. They oh, all have amazing. names. Um, I I think the names are hold on, let me see if I can find them. Because I, I did find some of them, but I think the names in this one, because in <clears throat> I think in Requiem it was Chopper was the name of the main one. Hmm. Um, or was that this one? No, Chopper's this one. So Chopper is the is the main main predator who actually survives. Um, and then there was what was the other names? They were like interesting names. They were kind of cool too, but I'm I'm blanking out on, on what they were. But <laughs> I would have to I would have to look it up. Uh, but they do have names, which I thought was also pretty great. Scar. So a Scar, Celtic, and um, Chopper. Oh, interesting. So that's their names. Scar, Celtic, and Chopper. Um, and even the aliens, well, one of them had a name. His name was Grid, just because he had the, the grid on him. <laughs> marking on his head. Yeah, that's dope. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Beautiful. I thought that was pretty nice. Um, where to leave off? Oh, yeah. Quinn tries to hustle everyone up. Lex goes inside one of the vehicles, accidentally walking in on Waylon, smoking some drugs. Just kidding. He's, like, pumping an inhaler or some shit. Uh, he begins <laughs> coughing as he tries to hide it. She expresses that there's no room for sick men on this trip. He's like, woman, I paid for this trip. Like, I'm going to be here. <laughs> like, like tell me. I, I paid for this trip. <laughs> He claims, I don't care if I was missing a leg. I'm not missing this. He claims that his doctor told him that the worst is behind him. She calls him on his bullshit, instructing him to stay on the ship, and they'll update at the top of every hour. He shares that uh, when the, when you get sick, you think about your life and how you'll be remembered. His life is just being a 10 or 12% fall in share prices. She heard uh, she heard his speech before, sharing a story of her, um, or she heard, she heard, a speech sort of like this before, sharing a story of her dad breaking his leg 700 feet from a summit of Mount Rainier. They reached the top and they opened a bottle of champagne, but on their way down, he developed a blood clot in his leg that traveled to his lungs. Uh, he suffered for four hours before dying, 20 minutes be uh, before the, they reached the base. He asked if she believes that that was the last thing her father remembers, either the pain or drinking champagne with his daughter at 14,000 feet in the air. Mm. That is a sweet so moment. sad. That shit broke my heart, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, I was like, that, that sucks. You know, like definitely, that was probably the most sincere thing I feel like in this whole film. But yeah. <clears throat> but the expedition continues. Cables are moving and people are grooving. Uh, moving on down and beginning their truck downward, placing lights all around the tunnel. Lex leads the pack. Meanwhile, back at base, though, the winds are becoming more and more out of control. One of the crew flies up and falls, snapping one of the wires. Waylon is then sent sliding as the, his line breaks. 
They are all trying to grab him, but continue missing, and Lex is the one who has to stop the fun, almost killing the motherfucker, stabbing him in the in his hood <laughs> to stop him. She's I, that good. I, She's that good. I mean, go ahead, Laura Croft. Go ahead. <laughs> ahead. I... I would have shit my pants, though. I'm not going to lie to you. The Predator's uh, ship silently flies overhead, Quinn barely missing it. Three pods shoot out from the from the ship as it keeps moving across the sky, dropping into the ground and opening up as a creature, uh, as a creature clicks. Cut to Lix. Open up a flare to check the surroundings of the deep cave. She looks around. As everyone else makes it down there, her flare dies out. That was a trashy flare. That was like only like 30 seconds. <laughs> like flare died out true, super yeah. fast. <clears throat> She's about to grab another one before Waylon uh, Waylon lights his first, startling her. He uh, doesn't understand what's going on since there's no signs of another team. The rest of them make it down there, bringing in all their lights and illuminating the massive structure standing in front of them. Lex shoots a flare toward it, showing more of a, of the monolithic pyramid, congratulating Waylon on being able to leave his mark. After all, he walls um he walls over to Maxwell, thanking them all. A few of the crew head head up the stairs, checking out the structure. I like how none of them were even out of breath when they made it to the top either. <laughs> I would have so been fit. dying. I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> Wayland, give me the inhaler. Give me the inhaler. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Um, also, really cool stuff about this movie um, in general, I, I should say, is that a long time coming for this film to happen. I was telling you off air, Freddie, mm-hmm. uh, that the film actually was a comic book at first. And like in 1989 is when the comic started. Oh. Yeah. Um, Alien versus Predator in the same name because in Predator Two we see at uh, on the ship that we actually see the alien skull on the ship. So super exciting that they were able to finally make this, I guess, into a reality. But uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, I haven't read them, but still really neat. Seeing carvings of the of the xenomorph and a predator clashing, Lex checks the compass compass on her watch to see wh- which direction the, to head next. They continue moving. One of the titles slowly falling and releasing their location to the predators. The map moves down into the basement of the pyramid, activating a machine, bringing up a large xenomorph. Who is the queen? Pretty much got Queen Bee up in this. Uh, with electricity, <laughs> it is awakened, hissing and growling. Sebastian um, stops Thomas as they uh, as they pass a wall. He wipes some of the cobwebs off of it to show Thomas. Thomas recognizes the Egyptian. Sebastian adds that the second symbol is Aztec and the third is Cambodian. Waylon understands that the, uh, that he was right about it containing all three cultures. Thomas nonchalantly reads um <laughs> you may choose to enter those who choose may enter sebastian is confused wondering who taught him to translate thomas claims that it was him but sebastian corrects him on the word that it is choose but chosen only the chosen ones may enter mm. mm-hmm. deep deep i love it mm-hmm. 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 i like it too mm-hmm. this this I'm, I'm 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 still like in you know, there yeah, was, I love movies where like they build upon like lore, and especially within a franchise that's already been existing and stuff yeah. like that too. It's the other side that we've not seen. Right. It's like, cool, we've seen predators with humans, we've seen aliens with humans, and so it's like out of their element. Predators always out of their element coming into the human world because they have to prove themselves. Uh 
it's us as humans trying to prove ourselves when we go to another world and we find ourselves fighting the actual xenomorphs as well. Where here it's like, no, they're both engaging in a ever-ending combat to see who is the best. Uh, I yeah. don't want to say predator because it is predator. Um, best alpha of the best. species, essentially. Well, it's, it, it's interesting you say that because it, it it's the predator's fault that the aliens are here to begin with. Like, they, they're doing this for sport. Well, yeah. Oh, in the temple itself. Yeah. Yeah, because they are, like, eh, toxic masculinity. They're like, we have to prove ourselves. We <laughs> yeah, are the warriors. Best. They're yeah, warriors, we are warriors, right? But we can't just tell you that. We have to show you that every 100 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to like, beat your ass every single time every we'll be back years to prove that we're the best. Yeah, and that's, you know, like, you know, culture, tradition, that becomes a part of their, like, their culture and stuff like that too because that's what they believe in fucked up culture but they have this like very tribal thing of like yeah marking themselves with the the blood of their enemies and stuff like that too yeah uh you see like a very rich history with our predator like species and then as a xenomorph they've been around for such a long time and they're supposed to be the alpha species they're supposed to be the purest evil being out there and be the like the best alpha yeah. out there um, and they really explained that a lot with um, I forget what the android is in the first alien movie but he like admires them it's oh, yeah, like he a loves god them. to him it's like yeah. this is the purest form of killer like species out there no that's that's super fair I mean it's it's interesting too though to also like think about what these aliens kind of truly are I mean mm. in some ways mm. they, they feel like they're just like bugs yeah, very hive mentality. Right. You know, yeah. like they... they One's dangerous alone. Have multiple of them. Yeah. You're done. Now, you released a poll on uh, yeah. Twitter and Instagram <laughs> of who would win out of a fight, Alien versus Predator, like for realsies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, was, what was your poll? <laughs> All right. So on Instagram, they have 44% Alien, uh, 56% Predator. Oh. So pretty close. That very is pretty close. Very matched. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, we had a couple other suggestions of who would win. I was like, that's not my question. <laughs> uh, but some people say, like, Predator in a real battle. I just think Predator would outsmart the alien. Mm. Um, and I pretty much said, like, it's definitely a case-by-case basis. Like, if uh, aliens in, like, an open environment, Predator would win. If Predator didn't have their technology, would they have the upper hand? If Hell they no. had their weaponry. Mm. Um, I no wouldn't way. think so at all. It's very interesting. People are pretty mixed on the two, but I feel like they give a little bit more edge to Predator. Okay. And then someone said Calvin from Life. <laughs> oh, okay. Like would beat both uh, of them? Th- yeah, they would wash them both. Oh, shit. Quote, unquote. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Calvin was fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> they pretty much said, like, he's intelligent as hell and ridiculously, uh, ridiculously ad- uh, adaptive. Yeah. Yeah, Calvin was scary. That was a scary little little alien man or thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what, what is it. Uh, meanwhile, above ground, one of the uh, the crew hears the clicking, pointing his his gun around, but not seeing where it's coming from. He yells if it is Quinn, but the predators have him in sight and take the kill. Quinn and some of the others hear the screams coming from outside. The door opens to their base and they point their weapons at the opening. They don't see the predator um, due to its invisibility cloak, killing them one by one. I love how one is just thrown on the table and he's <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I, I will have to admit, 
this movie has the least creative kills I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Nah, man, they're not good kills. I wish they were. I like some of them. Okay. They're, I'll point them out. All two of them. You, two of them? Okay, there's I'll there's there's out. one that I really like and it comes from the alien. So I'll I'll, I'll point mine out later. But yeah, this is this sucked. But <laughs> one of them starts shooting, but he gets speared into the wall, the spear revealing itself. That was cool. Yeah, uh, that's, that was a cool. That's cool. Um, but only because the spear revealed itself. All of it's cool. It's not. That's amazing. Look <laughs> at him when he gets, like, when he dies on the table, he literally sticks his tongue out. Like, he's, like, it's, it's <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's not good. One of them starts. He just has his mouth open. How dare you? Oh my god, his tongue is out. The spear revealing itself. Gwen goes to check on his crew, finding one of them to be strung up while the predator releases its blades. He uh, walks out backwards, sliding the door closed, but a spear is thrown through it. He is hit in his arm, but he tries to make a run for it. Another predator has him in its sights. He falls down as he makes it back to the hole where his uh, whole crew are hanging upside down, dead. Just dead. They look like Riddle. they've been dead for a long time, though. Like, they're all blue in the face. Yeah, they're covered in snow already. Like, yeah. they've been out there for hell. So where the fuck was Quinn? That's kind of weird. Yeah, I'll give it that. He mm. drops to the ground, the uh, predator noticing him pick up the gun. When he picks it up, he spots the predator standing above. He fires at him, disabling his cloak. It jumps off, it jumps off the roof, but Quinn... Uh, <laughs> I love how Quinn was just, just trying. Yeah, good for him. Quinn. Yeah, good for him though. But the predator takes him down with ease, hitting him in the um, hitting him into the hole. Or at least he had some fun going down there. Yeah. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> he tries to stop himself, but he's not able to, and continues sliding down the hole. The rest of the predators show up as they check their map for the um for the others inside the pyramid. Fade into the crew walking inside the sacrificial chamber, mm. which more so felt like a birthing chamber than a sacrificial one, but. It's both. <laughs> it's both. Thomas knows that whoever built this chamber believed in ritual sacrifices like the Aztecs and the Egyptians, this being where the chosen ones were offered to, uh, to gods. Sebastian looks closer at one of the quote-unquote chosen ones, understanding that they weren't bound or tied, but went to die willingly, thinking that it was considered an honor. Thomas translates um, an inscription, quote, they gave their lives so the hunt could begin, end quote. Adele wonders what happened to the heart. He explains that it's, um, it is common in these rituals to take the heart of the victim. She claims that to be nice, but knows that that's not where the heart is located. Adding that the bones were bent straight out and something broke out of the, broke out of the body. Quick cut to Mama Morph. That's who she's going to be from now on. Good old Mama, Mama Morph. Morph. Giving birth to multiple eggs down an assembly <laughs> line. This it's so slimy, and weird looking. Painful. I don't know. Yeah, like she was all screaming and shit. I'm like, yeah, birth, birth. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't physically know, but I emotionally know. <laughs> no, I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> I was on ice chip duty for my wife, so I remember. <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> oh, birth. Back inside the chamber, Maxwell snaps a glow stick and drops it down a shaft in the, in the sh uh, shape of a xenomorph. I gotta admit, goddamn, the design, the this set room design. design is great. Wow. It's That's beautiful. Awesome. That it looks even the small detail great. of that xenomorph on the ground and just like it's just an opening. That's cool. Looks they great. did a really great job with it, and I love the design of how like it kind of like brings up the eggs and it's like all centered and so symmetrical and it just looks 
It's visually appealing to the eye. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it it feels like it fits the lore, right? Yeah. Like it feels it, yeah. well the lore of alien more. But like yeah. it it definitely um feels like it fits that which is great. I mean it's I guess I guess in some ways it's a little different cuz like uh, alien very much had like a very sexual type of like type of set designs and things like that which was yeah very phallic yeah for some pieces yeah it Um, it was interesting what was the name of the guy who created most of those do any of you know uh i have the book it's it's geiger i know i believe is his last name but yes um i can look him up i should know this (laughs) yeah um alien geiger and he'll pop up yeah um hr geiger there you go uh but yeah so when if you and you said you have his book um, as well, Freddie. So, like in the in his book of work, all of it is extremely sexual. Yeah, like you know, like you know, the, there's things that look like penises and and, and female body and exactly and like yeah. female body parts and all that stuff. So, it's all it's all interesting. But like, I feel like this film kind of took that away a little bit. Like it wasn't as sexual. Um, but I mean, hey, I guess we could say that Paul W S is not horny. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Finding that there's anything or finding that there's another room down there. Meanwhile, Quinn uh, wakes up in the bottom of a hole. Mm, poor Quinn. Wouldn't want to be him. Startled by two of the predators walking past him, thinking that he's in the clear before the last one releases his blades for an off-scene kill to slice him. Whoa. Great. That was hell cool. Great. I didn't, I didn't know what was up with the CG blood, but whatever. A lot of there was still enough practical effects. I feel like it was a choice. So it was a choice. (laughs) All right, sorry, that's fair. It was a choice. Like seventy million dollars got to go somewhere. Uh, (laughs) Wayland is ready to continue down into the shaft, and Maxwell calls for everyone to follow along except for Thomas and Adele, instructing them to catalog everything. The others continue moving. Lex confirming that they are um, that they are directly below the chamber. They find the hole, hearing the voices from Thomas and Adele from above. Lex calls Sebastian over the sarcophagus. He looks uh, at the carvings, revealing that um, the long count Aztec calendar and a combination lock are all on top of it. He looks around the uh, the coffin, figuring out the locks mean days, months, and years, the dial being set to 1904. They're confused, questioning who opened this over 100 years ago. He asks for today's date. It's October 10th. He repeats the date, including the year being 2004, looking over at the days and months combination and turning the lock. Wailing questions if he's sure that this lock this would work, but Sebastian isn't sure, as he tries he tries it anyway. After putting in the combination of today's date, the sarcophagus opens straight up, causing them all to move back. He gets he gets close once the mechanism has halted and is covered with a thick fog, calling them all over to take a look. They cautiously walk over, shining their lights on futuristic-looking guns. And I love how none of, all of them are just like, what is it? And I'm like, it just looks like guns. Like, what <laughs> yeah, the fuck? Yeah. like This doesn't even look that different from what we have. Like, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Miller asks the, uh, the group if they... If they know what these are, none of them do. Whoa. Like, you can't even take a guess. None of you. Are these new super Absolutely soakers? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> these new super soakers? <laughs> Maxwell uh, makes a sly, sarcastic comment about it being good that they brought the experts. Um, you know what, Maxwell? I'm with you. Why is Miller there? <laughs> That's just my whole thing. Miller's not an expert in anything. <laughs> 
I mean, we know he's a chemical engineer, but like, but he gets this great line. A what? He has an amazing line that's about to pop up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Miller <laughs> plays along with it, considering that it's like finding "quote unquote" Moses's DVD collection. That's the great line. Hell yeah! What? <laughs> so let's part ways with this and take them. <laughs> let's just like, decompose his line right there. That's a lot to unpack, you know. So it's about like history, but it's a futuristic item. So he's like, it's like finding Moses's DVD collection. It just doesn't fit. Wow, he's brilliant. What a guy. <laughs> Waylon steps away <laughs> as he begins to have a coffee fit. Lex goes to check on him. As he inhales medicine from his inhaler, he blames it on the alcohol. No, I'm just kidding. He blames it on it uh, being too much excitement. She turns back to the rest of them, letting them all know that they are going going to set up base camp at the whaling station and then come back tomorrow morning. Maxwell declines, willing to allow her to leave, but they are staying there. Why? Like I just, I just didn't understand like why they were so opposed to staying there. Mm. Who knows? Excited. I would have left though if I was her, but I know she don't leave teams behind. But I wouldn't have been that nice. I would have left. I'm like, okay, good luck finding your way back then. Yep. Two to fucking Lou. You have know what I'm saying? <laughs> she puts out. She puts her foot down, reminding them that they wanted to leave without proper prep and um, to be the first ones there, demanding demanding that they move as a team and that they're done for the day. Waylon chimes in agreement. Maxwell wondering what what they should do with the weapons. He instructs that that they take them. They begin lifting them out in the, out of the sarcophagus as Sebastian yells for them to not touch them. Maxwell lifts the last one anyway, causing the mechanism to close. And I. I love this because the mechanism isn't closing because it's a trap. It's closing because it's preparing them to, for battle. Right. And it's opening It's like things. the Coliseum. Exactly. Open up the doors to like, it's like the actual let the battle. games begin kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why. I love that. I love that. That's great. The predators um, are above, get pinged, and start running down there. Everything um, around the others begins closing, closing down. I do want to <laughs> take a quick shot of Anderson's um, editing style here where he has the maps and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Resident Evil. He must love yeah. that layer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The door shuts out, shuts on all of them and the, and, and, excuse me, and stairs begin to appear, including the doors inside of the chamber. Adele springs into action trying to block the door with one of the crates, but it crushes it with ease. Thomas checks on her and, and as... She reports that she's fine. A xenomorph egg rises to the top. They're startled, but slightly intrigued by the slimy-looking egg. More eggs pop up into the room, Adele cocking her gun for the, uh, for the worse as they begin to open up the top. She asks Thomas what he called this room. He repeats it as the, f uh, um, he repeats it as the facehuggers squeal and jump out, connecting onto <laughs> Adele's face, causing her to shoot. Fuck yeah. This scene is probably the most terrifying scene in the whole entire movie. I agree. It just builds up the tension really great. The set design is really awesome. The delivery of what <laughs> the delivery of the eggs is is really cool looking as well. The mechanism. And you actually see her like, this is why I brought my gun, just in case. So we get that yeah, type of resolution. Um it builds that tension and it releases so well when you see the movement of uh, the face huggers and Obviously, for people who love alien, facehuggers is such an iconic creature itself. 
where it's just a cool reveal to see them and see that iconic egg and stuff like that too. Like all of the alien fans love this scene. Yeah. Okay, me. Yeah. I'm an alien fan. I love this scene. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great, great. scene. It's yeah. great. It, 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 it truly is a great scene. And I love... And even like the bad dialogue is so good and that was like, what's the name of this room again? Sacrificial room. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'll oh. take it. But like the delivery of the scene itself is well executed. Yeah. It just need to be more of this. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, if we would have had a few more scenes that were not like, necessarily if, if they had exactly the tone like this, of this but... scene in every scene, it wouldn't be as much fun, but it would be actually a really good movie and actually threatening and scary and thrilling. Mm. Would have a whole different type of movie because this movie does deliver on the scare. Right. Or at least the tension of the scare. We scare. I wish we yeah, care. I think the PG thirteen kinda holds it back a lot too. Yeah. I agree. The cutaway. Yeah. There's a lot of cutaways of not seeing what actually happens. Yeah. It sounds like the unrated version didn't do much of anything else though. Right. Um it just I'm added sure, because more they probably didn't blood. shoot for an R rated movie anyways. So the unrated yeah, probably, probably just not. had ex- extra scenes and that's it. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, y'all know who Thomas is? It's the dude the from train? the ritual. Oh. Oh. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the guy oh, from the ritual. Yeah. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. Holy I, crap. I thought that was great. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's that guy. It's that guy from that one movie. I know you. <laughs> Uh, below, the crew are trying to phone for Thomas and Adele, but they aren't able to respond. Lex quickly questions Waylon if there is something about this place that, that uh, he kept from her. He claims that he didn't. She understands that they um, aren't prepared for whatever it is, demanding that they all round up the rest of the team so they can get moving. Maxwell and Mark open the briefcases to load up the guns. She, <laughs> This was crazy how they did this i was like whoa <laughs> she questions what they are doing <laughs> maxwell claiming that they're doing their job and hers is over oh damn she reiterates that her job isn't over until everyone is safely back on the boat the gun not changing anything he cocks the gun and she heads on she heads for the stairs meanwhile the predators are on the hunt she checks for her her compass thinking that, that they are bearing that that the bearings should take them back to the entrance and they'll regroup at the whaling station. Sebastian wonders about Thomas and Adele. Max- Maxwell leads them down as Mark and Stone cover the rear. M- Miller now understands the heat bloom, explaining that the- a building this sophisticated would require a major energy source. Believing that it... it- uh, believing that is what is what the satellite caught. The building firing up and preparing. Waylon doesn't understand preparing for what. Lex calls them back so they can keep moving. Cut back to Adele on the ground, startled awake. She's startled again as the facehugger is dead right next to her. She begins to hyperventilate as she looks around to see the rest of the crew have been taken over by the facehuggers. This is also a good scene. Mm-hmm. I wish it would have lasted longer, though. Like. Right. I wanted her to like get up, try to get out, and then something just pops out of her chest. That'd be great. Would have been great. And that <laughs> had a chest pop moment, but we didn't have it. It's all good. Uh, Would have been good. But anyway, she unzips her jacket because like she's like hot. She's like, this is too much. Too much going on. My body feels like it's contorting inside. What's going on here? It's doing gymnastics, continuing to breathe heavily. Her bones start to crack as she is continuing her excruciating groans until a xenomorph pops out of her chest. These things are great. Um, Like you said, this was a great scene, but I will have loved to have just lingered on this scene a little bit longer for me. That would have been great. Would have loved that, but it's all good. 
You know who has the best chest pop moment in all of alien <laughs> history to me, though? Uh, besides the Who's original. Who's popping their chest out? Who's popping their chest? Uh, but besides the original, because the original is just glorious. So because it was no so one unexpected. Was, Everyone's having like exactly. dinner or lunch or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were inspecting his body, right? Or no, he was fine for a hot minute. Oh, that's right. Was, <laughs> they were all eating, and <laughs> then he started like, pops, yeah. yeah, and then he gets on the table. And, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Great shit. But it was in Covenant when we have mm. that one that pops out of his back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fuck. Ew. I was like, so oh, good. a new angle? <laughs> that was great. I did a side pop. Oh, my God. That's what I need next. <laughs> Fide Alvarez, if you listen to this, do it, homie. Do it. <laughs> well, I mean, you already fi- you finished filming, but, like, hopefully you did it. <laughs> Our crew um, below continues moving through a hallway that's that uh, with statues of the Predators all around it. Lex asks Sebastian if he recognizes what's on their shoulders. He claims that he does. But he doesn't explain what it is. Maxwell <laughs> questions if they worship these things. Sebastian looked at the car- uh, the carving, and according to it, they did, explaining that the artifacts that were removed from the sarcophagus were their weapons. Lex instructs them to continue moving; that they that they are only two hundred yards to the next entrance. One of the predators is above them, seeking their their weapons inside their uh, their backpacks. Stone walks right into a barbed noose, and he's pulled up. Presumably, he's dead at yes. that moment they don't notice until his gun is dropped to the ground maxwell demands them all to take cover as they point their guns upward one of them one of the men finds the predator above but he gets a spear to the chest mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they all start shooting up at it but it takes cover the pyramid begins to shift taking the attention off of the predator who then leaps from one side to another using its cloak for cover as the room continues to shift, they are all trying to move to another zone without being crushed by the walls. One of the, one of the men gets stuck below, screaming for Mark's help, but it's too late. Miller and Mark get trapped together while everyone else is on the other side of the wall. Connor's uh, Connors is breathing heavily as he tries to see if anyone can hear him. He crawls into an area, falling down into another section, hearing something around him. He grabs his gun, but it's covered in a sticky substance. Meanwhile, Mark and Miller are discussing their their family back home, Miller trying to pep talk him that they don't have the luxury of quitting since they have children. Lex and, uh, and the others are held up on the other side. She, squ- she shares that there's uh, no way out on the other side. Sebastian's watch beeps as a countdown shortens. He's, he has a theory since the Aztec calendar was metric based on multiples of 10, he guesses the pyramid reconfigures every 10 minutes. It begins to shift, um, turning into another opening for both groups. Miller and Mark decide to head inside, finding Connor's weapons. Mark touches the sticky substance before hearing screeching coming from down the hall. He takes the gun, pointing it in, the di- in multiple directions until the floor opens up ben- uh, underneath him. He falls inside, spraining his ankle. He screams for Miller to help him. Miller runs over, frantically assuring him that he'll get him out of there. Mark screams for him to get him out uh, as the ceiling slash floor closes up. He hears growling inside the room he's in, looking down at the hall in at the xenomorph. He grabs his gun, taunting the alien, not noticing the other two that are right next to him. No worries. Miller is already fucked as he's taken <laughs> as well. Okay. I mean, that's a great moment, too, where they showed a PVO shot of him down there and he's yeah. screaming for help and it just closes on him. 
That's frightening too. That's a that's good great. moment. And that's a great acting moment too because you should you see the fear in his eye. Yeah. I was like, I need help. Get me out. And it's just closing and he's just yelling for help. It's pretty that's great. That's terrifying. I agree. That that is a pretty great um, moment for sure. We also get obviously a rehash of another uh, another iconic line, obviously. Um, but he says like what does he say? He doesn't say Get me out of here. <laughs> no, he says that after. He says <laughs> we hear that in a lot of horror films. It is an iconic line. A lot of horror films, <laughs> but no, it's when he's in the tunnel and he's kind of taunting them. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. I got you. I forgot what he says though. Uh, I'm so bad with remembering lines. <laughs> yeah, and also great shot of the xenomorph and the reveal of how like oh yeah wet and grimy and uh, slimy it is. Uh, the slime is oh so, want a piece yeah, of me so good yeah you ugly son of a bitch that's right you ugly son of a bitch uh, there you go that's <laughs> then, that's honestly, a predator so we get the go. Jurassic Park sequence right here too uh, of his like he's looking at the the raptor and then the raptor's actually right next to him so it's like that pack mentality as well they work together mm-hmm. it's like hey I'm here to distract you but my friend over there is right next to you and right. then the other one appears and you're just like hell yeah you're fucked you're done <laughs> You're done. You're done. You're done. Although they weren't killing them right away, right? They were, That's true. They, they were using them for them. breeding. Yeah, yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Use them for breeding. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, back with the Are they eating them? That, I don't think so. I think they just <laughs> leave them there, right? But who knows? Let's just breed a whole bunch of them and leave them in Antarctica. Pretty much. That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much bonkers can we make it? You know, <laughs> back with the, the only group that's still alive. Waylon is becoming weaker, dropping the weapon. Lex tells him to leave it, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to since too much has been lost to leave it now. She instructs him to give it uh, to give it to her. He puts it inside her backpack. Two predators is watching from the corners, ready for the smoke. All of it. They want it all to smoke. Trapping Maxwell inside of a net that tightens. I assume this net has a name, but damn, this net was scurry. Yep. Damn. I just have a theory that uh, Paul W.S. Anderson likes to kill this guy in all his yeah. movies. <laughs> with cutting yeah. him up. With cutting him up. He yeah. likes to see this guy get cut up. It's like, yeah, lasers last him. time, you get a net this time. <laughs> <laughs> I would genuinely have to ask him, like... Dude, it's what almost the like fuck? the same like, like square design too. Like, it is yeah, always, weird. always. Yeah. I like. I would have to genuinely if I was him. If, if I was Maxwell, I would have to ask Anderson. Like, yo, what, what, do you not like me? Like, like, <laughs> like what, why do you keep doing what this to I, me? Do you? <laughs> what have I ever done to you? Yeah, what did I do to you? Like, what the fuck, man? Come on. Like, <laughs> I mean, at least I stayed an hour this time instead of being killed off in like the first twenty minutes of a movie. But true. What's cool death? What's cool death? What's cool death? Best death in that movie too. Probably. Yeah. yeah. This one, I just wish they would have just went all the way, but I get it. PG thirteen probably couldn't. Uh, but I really wanted them to. Oh boy, did I! Um, they try pulling <laughs> them out of it, uh, but it is so tightly threaded that it slices. It slices their hands or gloves, I guess. Um, Sebastian tries to cut it with a knife, but it breaks his knife. I'm like. He needs a bigger knife. Uh, the predators uh, come stumping inside. Lex tries to to get hit with her, um, but uh, oh yeah, she tries to hit it with like her ice pick, right? Or that's mm-hmm. not what it's called. 
What, what, um, it's not called an ice pick. It's like, is it a, like the um, climbing picks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, whatever. She tries to hit it with hit it with that, but climbing axe. <laughs> Why not climbing axe? I think that's actually correct. Yeah, sure. I think yeah. that sounds right. That feel that feels right to me. Um, yeah, yeah I'm smart. Nah. <laughs> you would have lasted in this movie. Uh, Waylon is thrown as well. Sebastian is grabbed by the neck from the creature, while Maxwell is start is starting to get <clears throat> sliced in two. But he's put out of his misery when the predator stabs him with the spear. Stabs him so hard it stabs through a rock. Yep. That we was also behind him. I'm like, God damn. He continues nice. choking Sebastian. Lex is um uh, oh excuse me. Uh yeah, Lex is about to get is about to grab a spear on the ground, but she's booted by a cloaked predator. How does she not get knocked out is beyond me. I don't know why what came over me, but when I saw this scene, I you said field goal. <laughs> said field goal. Fuck. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> she went flying. Did I'm you like, say it out loud? and it's good. <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> I said it out loud. I was watching by myself. You like field goal? Yeah, <laughs> it's good. This I just picture you running around the room. Great kicker for like you know like the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> she sits up, ready to receive her her uh, fate, but she's then saved by a xenomorph stabbing it with its tail. Oh, awesome kill! Oof. This was great. This was, was great. great. Bringing it closer as it hisses before delivering the final blow. This causes the the other predator to notice, throwing Sebastian so it can start its attack. Fuck yeah. Cue the versus in Alien versus Predator right now. Because the xenomorph it's throws its kill and screeches before jumping on top of the predator. They are attacking each other and shit right in front of Waylon. And Waylon's like, oh my god, this is so scary. Lex picks up a, picks up Sebastian so they can go get go get him away from the two behemoths fighting each other. They run out of the room as the two continue their fight. The fucking alien is being like dragged and like picked up by its foot and swung into pillars and shit. This is great. It's like a wrestling match. It's lovely. But the predator gets the upper hand, cutting all into its tail, releasing the acid blood coursing through its body. It slams it on the wall and swings it around from the, from the tail, throwing it, running toward it as it throws its acid blood all over the place. The predator throws its armor off its chest, looking back up, but the alien is gone. It searches for it um, as it is overhead, trying to jump on the predator just to meet the same fate as Maxwell with the shredding net. However, it bursts through the net, jumping on top of the predator to give the death blow. This was my favorite kill. I love this kill so much. And that blood glows in the dark. Yeah, all the neon green and stuff like that. So good. Neon blood. (laughs) On the bed of a bunch of skulls of humans. Yes. It's lovely. (laughs) It's lovely. That's a really great scene. It's a great scene. This is a fantastic. Very horny scene, I gotta say. I don't know. Paul W. S. Anderson. Maybe, you know, who knows? This point. Uh, cut to Sebastian Wayland and Lex running up the stairs. Wayland tells them I hate this kill. Uh, Wayland tells him <laughs> tells them that he has to stop. They place him on the steps as he begins to have trouble breathing. She, I would have left. She tries to calm him down, instructing him to slow his breathing down before demanding him to come out. Um, or come on, excuse me. She tries lifting him up, but he can hardly stand. She tells him that she she won't allow him to die down there. He looks at her, letting her know that she didn't. Oh, just how you didn't let your father die. 
Wow. Wow. Bring these moments back. It's lovely. Yeah. It's lovely. Anyway. <laughs> um, the last predator comes searching for them, finding them on the steps. Sebastian tries wrangling them up, but Waylon knows that he's just dead weight by this point. So he demands them to leave without him and run. He tries to stick around and at least get one of one hit in, but he's then picked up. Pick, um, he's then picked up and scanned by the predator, noticing that he's dying anyway. So it just leaves him behind to continue going after the the other two that has his weapon. He's uh, he's not a fan of that, so he decides to burn him with his flare. And it's just like, you know, who would have thunk it? This fucking predator is, is fire resistance. Is like the this flare. Is honor, I guess. Also, we know yeah. isn't that great. It's not. It's not. So. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> he tried. He tried his best. But he fucked up because the predator didn't like that shit at all. Caused him to just turn around and then just stick his ass. Stabs him. Mm. And he falls down the stairs. What a lame kill. Yeah. It's lame pretty... kill. It's just he broke rule number three. He wanted to be a hero. So there you go. Heroic. There you death. go. It's true. It's a great kill then. It's true. No, it's not. We changed it. It's better now. It's not. It's not good, Freddy. <laughs> Don't redeem certain qualities of this film, my friend. <laughs> that was unredeemable. Even in the unrated version, it just had like a, a little red spot in his back. <laughs> it was just like oh, just like okay, a drop so of blood. Right. Unrated. That's what you get there. More CGI blood. As Sebastian and Lex are running, they stop when they when his timer goes off. The room is lifting. And they immediately jump through, running on top of another, lifting the platform. The Predator throws a spinning disc at Sebastian, missing him as he falls through. A facehugger mm-hmm. jumps out at the Predator, but, is thro- but it throws its spinning disc, slicing it in half. The xenomorph that's perched on top be- believes um, that it doesn't see him, trying to quietly attack it, but receives the surprise slash to the head, its head being ripped clean off. That's a great kill. This was a great kill, but I love how it was just perched, and then you see it slowly rising up. Oh, my God. That was lovely. That was just absolutely brilliant to me. Lex looks through an opening as the Predator releases its helmet, taking it taking it off and breaking a, breaking a leg off the face hugger, using the acid blood to mark it and then himself. Sebastian understands that he's marking himself, explaining that the ancient warriors would do this, calling it a rite of passage. It's starting to make sense to him. Another face hugger appears, jumping toward the Predator as it's getting as it is getting back up. Instead, it, uh, instead of immediately seeing what happens with that, Sebastian is talking about the, the hieroglyphs and how the story is all there. Flashback time! A thousand years <laughs> in the past we go to the Predators found a backwater planet. Humans walk up to the, the top of the steps and worshiping the Predators and shit, teaching humans how to build while they were worshiping, worshiping them as gods. Every hundred years they would return, and when they did, they would accept a sacrifice, breeding the ultimate prey, is what they called it. So, there we go. Ultimate prey. That's that's what it is right there. So they were literally breeding these things to die or just to kill them, I guess. I just thought that was not nice. Just going to say that right here. Not nice at all. Yeah. I think the Predators were the real villains here, not the aliens. Just saying. They're just trying to survive. (laughs) That's it. Just doing what they know how. Oh, my God. We're locked up. Mom's locked up. 
We need to get out of here. There's a temple. There's people trying to kill us. At the They're end just of, protecting themselves. At the end of the day, all they wanted to do is just be left the fuck alone. Yeah. We learned that in the first Alien. Touch shit you shouldn't be touching. They just want to be left alone. There's That's it. consequences. Consequences. Yeah. Cause and effect. I've been, I've been teaching that to my daughter lately. Cause and effect. <laughs> <laughs> she's having a hard time got, grabbing, grasping that concept. Obviously, she's two, so it makes sense. But still. It makes sense. <laughs> cause and effect. Cuts a fierce yelling from a predator as the headless xenomorph is kicked down the steps. <laughs> the hunters battle in these these great serpents to prove themselves worthy to carry the mark. I like that they did call them serpents. I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was cool. Yeah, that's that was pretty cool. Um, the last one spot. Found it. Cut to an outrageous number of xenomorphs attacking three predators, getting setting off a bomb that killed everything, including themselves. Psh, bitches, just take it. Sore you know losers. Just take it. Do it. Yeah. Let them take the planet. We don't need it. <laughs> An entire civilization wiped out overnight. Lex simplifies everything he just said, and I love how like she's just like, <laughs> it's like so everyone died. Yes, that's what I said. (laughs) Like, like, okay, so I'm glad you're listening. (laughs) He agrees, adding that they use them at like cattle. Um, and the uh, oh, sorry, it looked like my my microphone was almost switching there. It's all good. It didn't switch. We're still here. Uh, he he agrees, adding that they used them like cattle and the whole heat bloom was a trap to just lure them down there. Because without them, there would be no hunt. Rightio, daddy-o. <laughs> Cut to Miller uh, waking up on a slimy wall. This guy, still alive. Okay. He notices Mark's face hugged up. I mean, how else can you say that? They were just making love. <laughs> yeah. Slobbing all over each other. They were going steady. Yeah, I guess they were. And uh, spotting (laughs) Mark's gun, he forces his hand out to reach it. Mark grabs his hand. I'm like, let me go! He yells for him to shoot it, getting his hand free to grab the gun. He's able to get the gun, shooting the creature in time and unloading more bullets into it. He soon notices that he's actually in a room full of them. Oops. Mm-mm. Tried it too many times. Yep. Trying to use whatever other bullets he has left before screaming his last scream. Face hug time. <laughs> I I also wanted this scene to linger a little bit more. Right. But I think it's because I think the face huggers are ten times scarier than the actual xenomorphs. Oh yeah. I, I think so too. The under, like veiling of it too. It's very yeah. Uh, the way their yeah. tail moves, the way that it wraps around their necks to choke them—it's very them. invasive. And yeah, even their little their little secondary mouth thing is yeah, yeah. It's actually just gross. gross. It's just gross. <laughs> it's, it's, like, so it's gross. just gross. <laughs> and they're like, "This is going in, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I'm it like, is. "Oh, I don't know, no." In Alien no vs Predator <laughs> Requiem, they show how it looks. When it goes in them as well, uh, because yeah. there's a scene supposedly where uh, the hybrid is like can actually just feed it without the face hugger, so it doesn't need the face hugger. You can actually just feed, which I thought was cool. Um, and it was just like gulps of these aliens entering this one person's body. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! It's um, so gross. Yeah. 
Yeah. So supposedly the tail is actually used to push it down their throat. Oh. oh yeah. So not to just choke them, but it's to push it down and constrict their throat. So it's like pushing the babies down, Ew. I guess, or the baby. I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> oh, man. What a terrible way to die. Yeah. 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 Oh, True. yeah. It is. And their incubation period is like... <laughs> you yeah. know, like, it's just you need a few seconds in a warm body, and they're they're out of there. Oh, back with Lex and Sebastian, um, thinking that they are uh, that they are dead when the door opens. She doesn't think so, as long as they set things right. Comparing the the pyramid to a prison, think taking the uh, guards' guns, and the prisoners are running free, and the guards need their guns to restore order, wanting to give the predator back its gun. All right, fair enough, I guess. He thinks she's out of her mind, not wanting to um, arm them further. She knows that they aren't hunting them, but they are in the middle of a war, and it is it is time for them to pick sides. More like a self-made game than a war, but also counteraction. War is kind of a self-made game <laughs> as well. <laughs> like so. a royale. <laughs> yeah, so it's just... Um, wanting him to con uh, consider the possibility that they won't make it out of there alive while he's rooting for their side. But she wants to make sure that the, that the serpents, quote-unquote, don't reach the surface because she believes that, that everything will shortly... Excuse me, I wrote that completely wrong. But everything will be shortly just gone to shit after that. He says the proverb, quote, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, end quote. Proverbs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking knowledge, speaking knowledge. Okay, 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 okay. Knowledge dropped, knowledge dropped. They're out of time. The room begins to shift, opening up another door instead. Lex ready to find their friend. They are cautiously waiting down the hall, hearing growling from down from down there. It's a xenomorph, which causes them to run <gasps> no. down the hall faster. Jumping over a broken bridge, Lex's, Lex's steps crumble literally underneath her, and she has, has to hold herself up. He's um, And then our boy Sebastian is grabbed by a xenomorph. Mm. Because he's trying to be here on stage. That's Savior. true. That's true. That's true. Breaking the rules. Trying to pull her up, but he's grabbed by the alien and dragged away from her. She pulls herself up anyway, checking her surroundings, stepping on the, uh, his bottle cap necklace. She picks it up and holds it close as she continues trekking through the halls alone. With every pant and whimper, she eventually makes it makes into another room, trying to check her, in her compass on her watch, but it's busted. The predator is standing right behind her. She turns around to face it. It unleashes its spear and snarls at her. She pleads forward to wait taking the backpack um off while crouching on the ground repeating the proverb she slowly releases the weapon sliding it over to it then the xenomorph pops up from behind him be uh, to begin the brawl it goes to attack her but she grabs the spear stabbing it he tries to whip it with its with its tail but she uh she successfully dodges it Woo! the alien falls unconscious for for a moment uh, she is about to push it off of her, but it springs back to life and is like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she's <laughs> trying to use the, the uh, secondary mouth as one last stitch effort to reach her. She notices the red dots from the predator are aimed at her, but another set of screeches are heard from behind. It fires all of them with its newly gifted gun. Mama Z. That's what we're calling a xenomorph now. Screeches to... <laughs> it was Mama Morph at first. Now it's Mama Z. Uh, screeches to walk them all back, including the one with the battle scars. It snarls as, um, as it uh, looks at it 
its brief body count, closing up the spear to continue hunting. She calls out to it, demanding that that she uh, tags along, and she does this in a very rude tone. She does call it an ugly motherfucker. Yeah. Or an ugly son then of a bitch, son of something that? like that. I was just like, yo, Don't be aggravating shit, lion. Friend. Like, you just, you just called this thing your friend. Like, come I'm on. coming with you. You hear me, you ugly creature? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> why would you say that? Just why would you we say get that? She's like, what'd you say? She's backing up. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you your gun back. Don't, don't forget that. <laughs> it, it Remember turns that back time to- I gave you your gun? <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, you right, you a warrior now. <laughs> I mark, mark yourself. I love how that <laughs> this was all that it takes for it to happen. I love it. You know what? This is just really good character developing. Like, well, it turns a into friendship, a, you know. It turns like, into a buddy cop movie. Yeah, it's a buddy cop movie. They're yeah. like, hey. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, we even get buddy cop moments where they're like running in the fire in slow motion. And he's like, explains like an explosion. He's like, boom. And he like, he shows his hand exploding. <laughs> Bomb. Oh. Like, Bomb. Oh, yeah, I like it. There <laughs> I don't are speak your language, 32 but, human hey. deaths in Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> There's 32? Yeah. That's a lot. That's that is amount. a lot. I think, yeah, I. Were there, I didn't even know there was 32 people. <laughs> there were, like, they show like the, the immediate team, but there is a larger team for sure. Like when they do the flare to see the entire like whale camping site, you see them like all lined up. It's like, oh, okay, there's a lot of them for sure. Oh, it says here. Um, so they didn't count the xenomorphs in what I'm having a look at, right? But it okay. says there were six predators, 18 human men, eight uh, okay. human women, and all those this doesn't make sense i shouldn't google things (laughs) (laughs) i assume the eight women will would have seven of them were in the sacrifice yeah we're in the sacrifice yeah that makes sense (laughs) Uh, oh seven of them oh uh, adele duh i I completely forgot about her (laughs) sorry adele (laughs) hello but okay yeah that that (laughs) makes sense um that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, was that Lionel Richie? Did you just sing? I don't know. I think it was. Yeah, so you said, is it me that you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, that's yeah, Lionel Richie. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 that wasn't Adele. Close no. enough. <laughs> it, turns back, it turns back to her growling before looking at, at her. Uh, it drags the alien and starts cutting its head off. She uh, doesn't understand what's going on. And she's like, what are you doing? It rips off the finger from the xenomorph, holding it over um, over to her head. Um, or no, over its head. Showing that the blood has no effect on their skin. Like it does other things. Mm. I like how, like, they did... He's smart to, like, communicate. Yeah, I like that, that, that he didn't need dialogue um, to... Excuse me, to actually communicate with each other, right? It was really very much just poetic motion for them. Because they just knew how to uh, pretty much just sign the best way that they could to in order right. to kind of communicate with each so other. So he's basically saying use the head as a shield, but she kind of puts her arm into the head. And I'm like, doesn't the head have blood? I don't know. I, Whatever. Maybe he cleaned it out. <laughs> he cleaned it out. I don't know. They have time. Yeah. Maybe. They seem like they had a lot of time. Like Homeboy was making out. He's like, legit weapons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. It turns back for, or excuse me, 
Uh, I read that part already. Um, do, 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 do. She nods in understanding. It makes her a quick weapon and shield before uh, they head out. Cue the sexual tension between these two. Uh, cut to the xenomorphs <laughs> going. <laughs> it's out of this world. <laughs> cut to the xenomorphs going on top of its uh, its chain mother, piercing into its flesh to release acid on its on its restraints. The odd duo makes it to the area that the other crew were being held at. She finds Miller's camera on the ground. She calls for him, finding his body and the others surrounded by all the pods. His chest bursts completely open. She finds the gun on the ground and picks it up before hearing a weak groan in the distance. She seeks the sound, hearing her name being weakly called by Sebastian. He <laughs> pleads for her to help him. She works to get him out of there, but it's too late since he, uh, since it's uh, already inside of him. Which was interesting, because he's like, help me, and then she tries helping him, and he's like, it's too late. I'm like... <laughs> Make up your mind. Do you want me to help you or not? She uh, She's not taking that for an answer. She spots the sights already on him. She runs over to the Predator telling him no, but uh, and that she has to help him. The Predator sees the growing creature inside um, as he yells back to Lex that, that they mustn't uh, reach the surface. She nods her head in understanding as the xenomorph is preparing to rip out of his chest. He yells for her to do it as she apologizes before shooting him with the last bullet of the gun. Whimpering before walking out of the room. The predator staying back and waiting for the alien to pop out of its of his chest, catching it and breaking its neck. <laughs> that was great. That was kind of cool, yeah. yeah it's just, it's, <laughs> that was oh. great. Meanwhile, I hate that sound. <laughs> it is a it is a gross sound. It is very gross. <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, the the mama is finally set free. The queen, um, releasing itself not only from the chains but from its baby sack as well, which looked very painful. Yeah, but. This is where it just goes full Jurassic Park. They can be heard <laughs> running down the hallway towards them. The predator sees the, that the face huggers are all starting to hatch. He initiates his bomb sequence, motioning that it is toward Lex. She understands, quote, hoping it kills every single fucking one of them, end quote, our first F-bomb for this PG-13 rated. Oh! Film. Gotta love Rude. it. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> It throws the bomb in the center as the as the countdown begins. They make a run for it, making it back to the um, back to the hole. I did want a one last fight between um, what was it? Chopper, I think is what what I call them. Chopper and Chopper, the other grid. one. Uh, what did I call it? Grid? Yeah. yeah, I wanted one last fight between those two. That would have been great. Would have been great, but it's all good. It's all good. Guess we didn't need it, but would have been nice. Oh wait, we do. No, wait. Uh, I don't think kind so. of, kind of. Do we? Oh no, it's not grid though. Yeah, I didn't think it was grid. It's a different one. Yeah, Lex notices that the xenomorphs have already been th uh, through there due to the saliva that's on the keypad. She enters in the emergency release code. A xenomorph jumps on the predator's back, stabbing it through its armor. She grabs the blaster, not firing it before letting letting off this ch those cheesy ot one liners. And this wasn't even a cheesy ot one liner. This was from fucking uh alien. This part. So. Oh yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, one <laughs> ugly, ugly mother, not alien predator. Excuse me. And then they ran was... out of their f bombs, so they couldn't say. They couldn't it say that. Time. Couldn't say that. <laughs> they technically have one more. No, you can only use one. You could technically use two. It depends how much blood you show. Oh yeah. So if you're not showing a lot of blood, you can use two. 
but there you go. Choose, choose, choose <laughs> um, swear words. Don't get crazy. Yeah, just, just use them all. You know what I'm saying? Clearly wasn't mm. made here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. You Aussies love your, love your language. <laughs> it's very colorful, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just emphasis. That's all it is. Just we're, just, we're passionate people. It's fair. You are, and you should be. You should be. It's Fucking a lot to be passionate yeah. about over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. Question. Now this 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 is a this is an Australian question specifically. It has nothing okay. to do with Vegemite. Don't worry about it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the question is regarding the burgers. Now, when yeah. I was there, I had beets. I think on my burger. Oh, beetroot. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Um, what? Why is that? Is it just? Um, I don't know. I didn't realize it was really like an Australian specific thing until like recently. Where? Really? Um, so, for context, if you're getting a burger with beetroot on it, you're probably going to a fish and chip shop. Yes. So you're probably going down to your local fish and chip shop. You're going to get some fish. You're going to get your chips, and then you normally get a burger with the lot, right? So it's like a mm-hmm. beef burger. It has pineapple, bacon, egg, beetroot, tomato, lettuce, and then sauce. Oh, and onion. <laughs> and it is, it is so fucking good. It's like <laughs> a, and it's like a $6 burger, and it'll be the best burger you ever have. And it's made by it like people. It's $6 burger? You know. Yeah. It's hella cheap. Uh, I mean, at a fish and chip shop, to- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. It's, yeah. it's really, really good. <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought it's it wouldn't messy, have worked. but it's good. <laughs> yeah, it is messy. That is true. But I thought it wasn't going to work. And I was like, I'm going to try it. I'm open mind. Open mind. You know, I've never been here before. I'm open mind. I'm 16. I'm ready to mingle. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> so I did it. And yeah it, it, yeah, it generally is one of the best burgers you've ever had. It's quite yeah. delicious. Quite delicious. It's amazing. So absolutely. <laughs> Put beetroot on your burgers. Just yeah, there you go. Ask, do they do canned beetroot there? Do you no. get like sliced nope. beetroot in a can? No. Oh. oh. No, we don't. Yeah, oh. our our beets, I, it's actually not really a like a thing here. Like no one really just kind of oh, okay. just eats beets here. Um oh. We That's so do sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We do um gosh, I'm trying to think of the thing closest to a beet. Maybe a radish? <laughs> Like we, yeah, we do Beetroot radishes. Is sweet. Radish is an onion. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's it, we don't really have anything really similar to it. No. I'll have yeah. to send some over because <laughs> it has <laughs> it do. has to be like in a like it has to soak and go soft. Like you can't just cut oh, up a beetroot yeah. and put it on your burger. Right, right. Yeah, right. it's interesting. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm very curious. It's interesting. It's like the also weirdest, like a, not not that that's weird. Like the weirdest like burger we have here is like a peanut butter and jelly burger. Yeah, we call it a goober burger. We wouldn't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Yeah, you you like you Americans. <laughs> we wouldn't insane. do that. Here. <laughs> wouldn't do, that wouldn't fly here. <laughs> <laughs> you will be sent to Wolf Creek. <laughs> the sled begins to move as the other xenomorphs are behind them. They hop as they hop on as the explosive goes off. They are flying up uh, um to the top of the fire as cl- is closely behind. It which is this was crazy. They look like they weren't gonna make it. <laughs> 
I was like, I, what? I was like, oh my god, they just flew maybe out. Pushing them too. Like, they just, yeah, they flew. <laughs> like, was that designed to be that way? Like, <laughs> we cut to them just running. <laughs> this like, is what the happened? This is the, the buddy cop scene. Right oh, here. for sure. We don't turn around when there's an explosion around us. No, no. <laughs> cool, cool guys. Do do not do that. Immediately run. <laughs> oh shit! Immediately running out of the uh, out of the station. Continuing exploding from underneath, sending a shockwave through the station and causing them to get knocked down as the crown crumbles. More terrible running and jumping as everything is destroyed. The predator takes off its helmet, loudly roaring um, at her. And it's just like, ooh, not what I expected. It takes off the finger from the alien. Like, What's up, girl? She, she allows it to. Uh, she allows it to etch the rite of passage into her face. But it ain't over yet because Big Mama is still alive. The predator tries using every slicer and dicer it has. A few of them connecting until it hits its uh, with the tail, sent flying. Big Mama is about to strike the tail downward, but Lex runs over and stabs stabs it in the neck with the spear. It falls into the into a building, blood splurting are spurting everywhere including some getting on Lex she takes off her melting jacket and makes a run for it Big Mama gets the spear out of her neck and she's chasing right after her runs right underneath the water tower dangerous spot to run underneath it mind you it tries pushing it off uh, uh, pushing it off of her right before it has it the predator comes back and stabs it in the in the head with a spear this looked cool he like jumped up and was like yeah Looked like a ninja turtle. Uh, Lex grabs the chain and attaches it um, to a falling water tower. The Redditor assisting by holding the chain steady. She attaches it, but the tower gets stuck, which gives the alien time to stab the Predator. Lex grabs a frozen shovel, which is more than enough t- um, time to allow to get stuck to get the... Um, Excuse me. Lex grabs a frozen shovel, which is more than enough time to allow it to unstick the water tower to uh, tip over the edge, uh, taking the alien down into the icy water, which is great. Kind of like a reverse alien scene when the alien's like in the pod and it's like getting sent Mm -hmm. out in space. Pretty nice. Uh, Lex looks over the ledge and um, to make sure before checking on her new friend with low growls, the predator dies while another cloaked one is standing behind her. And like, you were there the whole time. You couldn't fucking help us. No, because he has to do it himself. He's a he died. Warrior. He died. He lost. He lost. Aliens <laughs> win. Come on. It's Everyone cool. that voted on my Instagram were wrong. Yep. Alien won. Alien won. Alien won. <laughs> She gets up as a shit ton of them, including a large-ass spaceship, appears. The leader notices her marking on her cheek while four others grab um, their fallen uh, soldier. Um, Shoulder? Soldier? (laughs) The leader presents her with a gift, a a staff of her very own, before walking back to a ship in slow motion with his cool-ass fucking dreads and cape. So cool. She watches as the ship begins to hover and fly back past the clouds. (laughs) She's just like, all right, well... Guess I'll walk to this fucking snow cat. <laughs> I guess I'll try to leave this way. That works. All right. Thanks. Um, thanks for the lift, guys. Really thanks, appreciate it. Thanks. You could have probably flew me back home and been there in seconds, but whatever. Drop me off? No. Just go back to the ship, I guess, and tell everybody that everyone died. <laughs> <laughs> Um, back on the ship, the predator lies on the table before having an alien rip out from its chest. Then, credits. Cool. Ba, ba, ba. This freaking it, cool. Yeah. It's fun, but it's dude. An alien with a predator face. Yeah, that's Love right. It. Yeah, 
and it's fun. Evolution. This is fun. So it's just it's a fun <laughs> way to end the movie. You know what I'm saying? It is. Super fun. I like it. I like it. What a movie. What a masterpiece. I don't wow. know about all that now, Freddie, but... <laughs> I mean, but, that's going a bit far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, fair, fair. Like I said, this is a very fun movie. Like I said, it's not really a great movie, but it's just pure yeah. entertainment. Yeah. It's cool. It's like putting peanut butter on your burger. No. And jelly. No. No. They put, no. Jelly? Yeah, peanut butter and jelly. Absolutely. Mm. See, I do what not like peanut butter. What is wrong with you? It's not oh, us. How it, much that's, time do you have? That's Freddie. That's Freddie. No, nope, nope. That's that just Freddie. Prince does it every morning. Nope. I actually do, do not like peanut butter see, one bit. Um, I was going to say peanut butter and honey is really good. That's My true. wife does peanut butter and honey a lot. Yeah. Peanut butter is very distinct. Actually, I don't like peanut butter that much. Actually, I do. Oh, I love Reese's Pieces. I don't know. Or Reese's (laughs) in general. I love peanut butter. Fuck. You're right. Not my burger. Anyway, I got some motherfucking movie facts. Movie facts. (laughs) In an interview directed by Paul W.S. Anderson said that Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) offered to reprise his role as Dutch at the end of the movie as a cameo, but only if he lost the election for California governor. He did not. He famously yeah. won the election, so he was unavailable <laughs> to appear. <laughs> oh, Why did we vote for him? What the fuck was What a Black thinking? Mirror episode. That was a weird time. <laughs> uh, the Alien Queen was the hey, most sophisticated weird. animatronic ever built at that time. That's it had cool. twice as many moving parts as the T-Rex did in Jurassic Park in 1993. Whoa. The Morse code picked up on the up by the satellite at the beginning of the film spells out the words "Whoever wins, we lose." This is, of course, the tagline mm. used to promote the film. Mm. And I'll do uh, a couple more here. When Sir Ridley Scott and James Cameron, uh, directors of Alien and Aliens, respect, respectfully um, heard of this crossover, they both disliked this idea, dismissing it as a franchise milking. Hypocrisy. <laughs> when Scott was asked about his opinion about the finished film in 2007, he jokingly stated that he had to be careful not to damage his, quote, very nice relationship with 20th Century Fox, end quote, but implied that Fox was aware of his negative feelings for it. He admitted in 2012 that he never worked up the nerve to watch the movie. Wow. But what? later called it a, a daft idea that brought down the franchise. Cameron, on the other hand, admitted that he enjoyed it despite the initial reservations and placed it third on his favorite of the alien movies. Wow. Okay. It's funny. Um, hmm. I don't know if you have any of your fun facts. Gordon Weaver did not like the idea of this movie as well. I mean, it's yeah. a hard one. It's a hard one to kind of like grasp your head around for it was sure. a bad idea. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the fact that there was an actual comic series beforehand. Yeah, you know, there's some source material to come from. I would have loved. Okay, my ideal function of what this movie would have been though, like, would have been if Paul W S Anderson mm. honestly just remade Event Horizon. Yeah, with the skin <laughs> of this, like, how fucked up would that have been? That would have been so good. Just a fucking super ridiculous hard R event horizon style alien versus predator. Got fucking aliens crawling through shafts and shit. Oh, fuck, dude. That'd be cool. That would be yeah. cool as shit. That would have been so cool. You know what's weird? I don't know if this is in your fun facts too, but um, Guillermo del Toro was attached to this prior and then he went to do Hellboy instead. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh man. He, he would have been an interesting choice. That would have been a very interesting choice. Yeah. Completely I mean, different movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm kind of glad he went and did Hellboy. 
Me yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Hellboy was rad. Hell yeah for Hellboy. Hell yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the last bit of our movie facts here. Thank you so much, Kat, for joining us. This was so much fun. It was. I Thanks very much me. love your presence. It was a Thanks. blast. <laughs> Where can we find you if you would like people to find you on the interwebs? Yeah, I mainly just hang out on Twitter at Catstead. So at C-A-T-S-T-E-A-D underscore. Because um, there's another Catstead and I'm pretty sure it's me. But... <laughs> <laughs> but the <laughs> underscore like an account is I can't the get one. into. <laughs> that's where i am that's really awesome funny. well thank you so much cat very much thank enjoyed you. this was a lot of fun thank you thank you so 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 much but this oh actually before i even jump into the conclusion of this episode next month we are going to be doing prep school month also <gasps> coin my parents sent me away but we are going to be kicking that month off with none other than dario argento's Phenomena. Yes. Also known as Creepers. <laughs> also known as one of my favorite Dario Argento movies of all fucking time. Very excited for that movie. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Night. As long as I mean, we had Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Also known as Nighty Night. With your help, we can reach more ghoulish nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, Please consider us good with us five-star rating as it honestly does help us out quite a bit. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Okay. Remember, everybody, don't forget. <laughs>